It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. <laughs> time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. Thanks to our good friends at Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Uh, Gauze, what is the... Oh, that sounded familiar for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that was odd. Um, hmm. What is the uh, What's the fourth biggest story in the world of sports? It feels like we're playing catch-up in today's edition of the Top 4 Ooh. at 4 because of so much stuff that's happened over the weekend that we might not be able to squeeze in today's show. Let's talk about some college basketball to lead this off. A Hall of Fame basketball coach fired, resigning, stepping away. Does it matter what term we use at this point involving Bob Huggins? Who won? Ooh. See, blood alcohol content. Point two one. See blood alcohol content. Point two one. Nearly triple the legal limit in West Virginia. Allegedly, he was returning from a basketball camp. There's reports out there that some of them found in. I heard it was like a bag of them. A yeah. bag of empties. Levac, this is also coming off of earlier this summer of Coach Huggins having controversial comments involving anti-gay slurs. Is was it was West Virginia's spot here with Bob Huggins? Where they had nothing to either resign or fire the Hall of Famer. Yeah, it was it was definitely it definitely had to be done. This I mean this is one of those situations too. I wanna be I wanna be really clear. Like if you're one of those people who like goes, Ah, oh, that person needs help. That person needs help. We can't really go that person needs help. And then you're not saying that about Huggins, you you're either not paying attention or you don't really care, you just want to do that for the people you like. Because a lot of people don't like Huggins. I get that. I've always enjoyed his coaching style. I find him to be, I, like, he's he's aggressive, but he's not violent. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he goes right to that, that you know, Bobby Knight without actually throwing a chair. He's got some old school, and the old school yeah. stands out because a lot of the old school coaches aren't around anymore. Yeah. Yep. Now, that being said, he knows he can't say what he said on the radio. He knows he can't polish off a bunch of booze and get behind the wheel or get behind the wheel and polish off a bunch of booze. He knows those things. This is seriously self-destructive behavior. There's something going on in that guy's head that needs to be addressed. And, you know, I, I think the worst part of all of this is even if he doesn't address it, let's say he just goes to some quick rehab, he's going to get a coaching job in a year or two. And he's not going to have to fix any of the issues. Ooh, I wonder if this is where you and I are going to feel different about Huggins. Because if you don't know the history of Huggins, a similar situation happened back for his tenure ending at Cincinnati. There was an arrest involving alcohol as well. And it was the battle between the athletic director and Huggins. And eventually Huggins ended up back in his hometown of Morgantown, West Virginia. I wonder about the age here with Bob Huggins. He's 69 years old. At this point, does a college want to hire a 70-year-old head coach? What was Rick Pitino when he got hired back at Iona and St. John's? Is he sitting around that same age? Like some coaches at this point in their life, they might be like, you know what? I'm 70 years old. Some look at this situation and say he's got to address his issues. He's got to change his life, his lifestyle and everything else. I wonder if age is what prevents Huggins of doing this. He's been coaching for 40 years. And with this changing of the guard in the old school versus the new school, maybe in college basketball in 2023 and beyond, Huggins' style won't work anymore for the future. That's what I think a lot of colleges, universities have to wonder now involving him. Yeah, I know that's potentially true, but I think a lot of people said those things, same things about Patino or, or similar things, and then he got his chance, and now he's moving up. Like, I to whether or not Huggins wants to coach. If Huggins wants to coach, 
He'll put a pretty spin on this at some point. He'll go away for a little bit. And then he'll be back if he wants to because someone will give him a chance. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying maybe we try to find out what's causing all this rather than just, you know, condemn the guy. Patino was 67 when he took the Iona job. I thought Rick Patino was older than Bob Huggins. I, I, Huggins doesn't look or act as old as he is, which is saying something for a guy who's, you know, drinking as much as he clearly drinks. Story number three here involves the NBA over the weekend. The Phoenix Suns finalized the deal with the Washington Wizards to bring in Bradley Beal. So the Wizards said... It's not finalized yet, is it? Uh, according to recent afternoon reporting here, it looks like it might be finalized. Because I So what I had heard is it's done, but they're holding off because they're giving Washington a chance to bring in a third team to pick up Chris Paul. Oh, Because they want to okay. give Chris Paul a chance to, to land on a contender if possible. That's so, what I heard. So if Chris Paul ends up not going to the Wizards, we do know that the Phoenix Suns' ultimate hope is that it'll be Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal. Man, you know what? Before I dive into the Phoenix thing and the Beal trade and what it means for the Knicks, let, let's sit on that Chris Paul thing for a second. Chris Paul has been traded a bunch in his career. Yeah, yeah. Even this trade, when I first saw it, I thought, ooh, that's, that seems like not the balanced trade you want. Like, Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer, but now in his career for Bradley Beal? But then again, when was the last time we felt like an NBA trade involving a superstar was fair? I would struggle right now off the top of my head to tell you what the Brooklyn Nets got in return for both Durant and Kyrie. Yeah. You know, the Nets didn't all of a sudden have that be a balanced trade. Carmelo back for the Nuggets and the Knicks. That wasn't balanced. There's a lot of unbalanced trades in the NBA. This feels like one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's do this first then. Chris Paul, if he ends up going to a contender, did you? are you hinting at the Knicks being one of those teams? Oh, I, no, I, I, don't, I don't know where he's going to end up going. I don't know what the Knicks would do. I, it's weird because last week I found myself waffling between wanting Beal and not wanting Beal, wanting Zion, not wanting Zion. And then to over the like once I heard the deal happen for Beal, I was relieved because it feels way too same old Knicks to give up a bunch of stuff to get a guy like Beal and then be okay. You know, where I think if you're I, I think most teams are gonna wait. Like if the Knicks wait, I feel like Paul is gonna be released. I think he's like it's like a cash dump almost. And then you can get him without giving up those that that just cash it you got of of first round picks. I just don't know. I don't know what I want. Like how bad is it that I've been a Knicks fan for so long that I'm scared to go get the shiny the shiny object, whether it be Bradley Beal, Zion Williamson, Chris Paul, whoever it is. I'm I'm afraid to bring you on board. I really am. Jalen Brunson may be the only one that's really, really worked out for me. I wonder if the confusion here of why Knicks fans and NBA fans, when we go through the Bradley Beal deal, are confused and tempered about what they want is because how high this money's getting. Oh. Like, Brad, I had this conversation with my dad over the weekend. He goes, Tommy boy, you're telling me Bradley Beal's going to be paid over $50 million a year? year? What? Yeah. Did he just add an accent there, by the way? Yeah! Ew. 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 He was falling when he said it. That's why I thought it. <laughs> like, what is Jokic worth? Yeah. What is the Greek freak worth? What should LeBron have been paid during his career if Bradley Beal's $50 million plus a year? Which is funny, too, because they built this to try to keep you with your original team. Yeah. Which it seems to be doing the exact opposite. <laughs> it almost seems like, all right, these numbers don't even make sense. And the report with Paul, 
is that Chris Paul, this deep in his career, that's a $31 million yearly fee, but right. 15 and a half's guaranteed. So Chris Paul getting bought out is going to make re- his contract was ridiculous, and that's yeah. why he's been shopped around so many times over the last he's six, seven years. Multiple ridiculous contracts. Yeah, it helps. Also, multiple. You know, it's funny about the Paul thing is you could argue the reason his contract was so high was because of him. Now, someone's like, guys, obviously he's the one who <laughs> negotiated. But uh-huh. what I mean is, he was the president of the NBA's Players Association, so he's one of the reasons why a lot of these deals and these numbers and everything have come together. He was the one leading the charge. Yeah. Get everybody paid a new number. The, you know, when you're really good at assists, sometimes it helps to assist yourself, guys. Just let that happen. Well, let's keep that NBA free agency buyouts roster movement going here for story number two. Because also reports are coming out that the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green are heading in different directions. Draymond Green has declined his $27.5 million player option and will now become an unrestricted free agent. Well, Clutch Paul, Clutch Paul, Clutch Sports' CEO Rich Paul said this, quote, We will continue to talk to Golden State and explore all options. Now, most people thought this is what was going to happen with Draymond. This goes back about two years, though. There's been talk that Draymond was going to get traded. One of my biggest sports guarantees in 2023 was that Draymond Green would not finish the regular season as a Golden State Warrior because of this. Luckily, you were not on radio at that point, so no one heard it. (laughs) Don't forget to download the LeVac and Goss podcast available (laughs) on Apple and Spotify. That's right, Dodge more criticism than I needed, but nonetheless, Draymond Green finished the season as a warrior. Well, back this one involving Draymond, I'll start with this before we get to where he could land. Did the Warriors make a mistake not trading Draymond? Especially remember that Jordan Poole fight that happened many months ago. No, I, I don't think so because I think trading him would have given the appearance of the white flag, and I think that would have ticked off Steph. Like, basically what you what you have to do when you're running Golden State is twofold. You know, you build a winning team and build a winning team that Steph Curry's happy with. That's kind of where you're at. And I think as the guy who built that team, it was probably more difficult to do that. But now that he's stepped away, the new architects are going to come in and go, all right, hey, Steph, I know you, you like Draymond, but he's opting out. We'll, we'll make him a nice, shiny offer. But if he doesn't come back, who else we like? We get, this is what we're thinking. And try to convince him, sell him on that. But, no, I I don't know, man. Draymond strikes me as the kind of guy whose value is not just what he brings to you on the hardwood. I think he's that guy who brings in that the culture that you want. Like, you better be working hard. Don't mouth off. You know, know, know your role. Um, Dan Patrick earlier today was talking about guys like like the best the best teams, the best dynasties were because you knew whose team it was and you had to, you had to live – you had to live, play, and work their way, you know. So I, I think he brings a lot. Like that's a guy that if he ends up on the Knicks, it'd be very interesting to see what he adds more. Does he add more to the culture or to the play? I always think of players like this that across all professional sports. That if you let someone like that walk out the door and you didn't get anything from it, it's a fail. Unless and this is a big one, you win a championship. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you thought you could still win, which probably Golden State thought they could still win. You said it right there. The white flag. If you trade Draymond Green, you're basically saying we are not even going to give ourselves a chance to go for a title. They played the Lakers. That was a good matchup. Yeah, That's yeah. probably the team they wanted. 
I would have loved to see Denver versus Golden State. That would have been a great conference finals. It would have been a whole different. Maybe the highest shooting percentage in the history of the playoffs. Yeah, now thinking about Golden State versus Denver, didn't I mean, Golden State's a better matchup. It would have been a better series because you would have had the inside game versus the outside game. One more opportunity to see if Golden State could just outshoot a team. Now thinking about Draymond, though, I mentioned, like, hey, you should have traded him. Boy, it feels like over the last 24 months, and especially this season, the trade value of Draymond Green is not as high as I thought it no. was. And, and the way the NBA, the, the contracts work and all that, who knows? If you trade him, there might be some kicker in there where all of a sudden you owe him another, like, 50 mil and a kidney or something. So Yeah, and he's 30. Until I look at it, I'm not going to check it. He's, he's, he turned 33 in March, and then he punched one of his teammates. So Draymond could show up. What, try to get you to win the championship for about two? You just saw it happen with Durant. Phoenix didn't work. Then he got to try to rework his contract. Then Draymond just might want to have one huge monster payday. Like we just talked about with Paul and Beal and everybody else. And he's not worth that. A lot more complicated all of a sudden with Draymond Green. Story number one, baseball action here on Juneteenth. We've seen some afternoon action today involving the Cardinals and the Nationals. And some games tonight include the New York Mets traveling to take on the Houston Astros. That's an 8-10 first pitch there. Don't forget your home for Boston Red Sox baseball. It's right here, Fox Sports 95. 9 and 9.80. Our coverage gets underway at 6.40 as the Red Sox take on the Twins. Levac, no Yankees tonight. That's funny because I don't feel like they showed up this whole weekend. So what's the difference? Um, the Twins game is an interesting one for the Sox. I know they're favored. Uh, you know, you, you got a little win streak going. See if you can keep it rolling. You know, maybe just maybe this this group of no names, basically, for for lack of a better term, could get something rolling. Make a little noise. Get out of the basement. I I mean, I hope not, but it could happen, guys. So there you go. That's, that's what it, I'm saying. Is Juneteenth going to become Memorial Day in July Fourth, where a lot more afternoon baseball? That's why I kind of noted that to the start the start of this, where it's like, okay, uh, everyone's got the holiday off. Focuses on baseball. Maybe we will see more of that going. I forward. think. I think you. I mean, you better. That's your job is to is to you know find the time where people are putting eyes on the television, ears on the radio. Give them something different. If I'm baseball, I'm. All, I would already be all over this. I would already like. Oh yeah, but what if nobody really buys in? Well, I don't. I don't. We'll change back. But let's get ahead of it. It is kind of shocking. There isn't more on. We're, we're getting there, baseball, aren't we? Like now, every team plays on opening day. Now there's more July Fourth games. We're chopping away at it. You guys are changing the rules. You guys are making it more entertaining. We'll put this on the to do list for 2024 and 2025. Anytime there's a federal holiday, we need more afternoon baseball. Absolutely, 100 percent agree with that. Uh, Levac Goss, Fox Sports Radio, ninety five nine and nine eighty. To something putting your to do list right now. If you snore, you have sleep apnea. On the to-do list, call Dr. Fred Dreer at the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. That's Put it right there. Big, bold letters. 518-885-6185 because that is how you start sleeping better. And, and, and here's the situation. A lot of places you're going to go to, they're going to insist that you wear that mask. All that? No, not not here. Uh, they're maybe going to push towards surgery. No, not here. Listen, if, if you absolutely needed those things and they figured it out for you that way at the Integrative Sleep Center, they'd point you in the right direction. But if you're like me, who had severe sleep apnea, who had very loud snoring, or as everyone called it, um, I believe it was a bear juggling chainsaws and then also sleep dying were the two things that my <laughs> friends would say about me after trips. Um, 
Integrative Sleep Center can help you out. I got a mouthpiece that is custom made for me, keeps my airway open, snoring's reduced, sleep apnea is under control. Cannot tell you how great they've been, how easy it is to deal with the Integrative Sleep Center. 518-885-6185. The Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They're helping me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better too. Coming up, I got a little, I got a little smorgasbordy I want to share with everybody. Ooh, it's going to taste good. Um, you like that one? Pointer Sisters Jump, I believe. Oh, uh, I don't know. All these just jump say bump music. Oh, my love. Uh, Rachel <laughs> deserves all the credit for this. She put all this in. I actually, um, I ran into her when I was on in the morning. I haven't seen her in like a million years. Like we ran into each other in the past and, and whatever, but. Oh, I didn't know that. I, that was a rumor. I didn't know if you could confirm the other side. She had known you from the past. I didn't know if you were. Remembering her existence, many. I mean, that's fifteen plus years ago. Right? I'm just hoping that I wasn't a jerk back then. I mean, I, I'm hoping I developed that later. Um, but no, it was, it was cool. To, it was cool to see her, um, and and of course, Doug and everybody at GY, and then our friends over at Pix, and you know, the other doors didn't open. The the people on the the river and, and WTRY <laughs> would not even talk to me. That's not true. Um, they were just like peasant and like walked away that's not you talk to jamie that's not jamie roberts from try she would not come out of the studio that day though oh okay she's like in there man she don't come out she's like hiding she didn't want nothing to do with me that day it's fine it's a very lovely woman (laughs) what wouldn't even talk to me uh congratulations patroons win yesterday which means there's a game today at seven o'clock the patroons won uh 115 to 97 so now it's the third and deciding game against the St. Louis Griffins. The winner of this game will go on to play in the championship series of the basketball league. Whoa, we're almost there. Almost there. And it's here's the thing. At first blush, the the basketball league's playoff bracket seems a little bit much, a little too long, a little drawn out. But this three games and move on, I like it better than what we dealt with in the NBA Finals. I feel like the majority of this has been decided in the time it took for five games to play in the NBA Finals. <laughs> so the Patroons, they win today. They go on to face one of the remaining teams uh, from the other from the other side of the bracket, the West. But uh, my understanding is no matter who they face. So let's say, let's give the Patroons the victory today just for this conversation. I'm not trying to you know touch the money. They would host the first game of that series, the the following series, and then they would two on the road. So they would have to win in the on the road. And that's locked in. There's no changing that record-wise. If an upset happened on the other side of the bracket, it's that's, road that's for my, a championship. That's yep. my understanding okay. uh, per, per Benny Wednesday. So take that as, as you will. I was going to say, some of the guys who have been involved for the broadcast this year, I talked to Rich Becker a few days ago. Now I feel like I dropped. He actually just texted me earlier today. I just gave him the thumbs back. You know, like he, I never do that. <laughs> Five percent of my text messages are the thumbs back, but we were on the air, and I'm like, "Oh man, I gotta get back." To... I probably should have texted him. And then closer called me the other day, Brian Mariano. If you mm-hmm. don't follow the patrons, now thinking about this out loud, I think I called him back. <laughs> I think we talked on the phone. I think we did. So you blew these guys off. Okay, good. I could have right, got a lot enough. more scouting report and stats and how the matchups happened and what should be. I've had two opportunities to get more patroon scouting reports and. 0 for 2 on that. I do know the franchise is heading in the right direction. That I can say confidently. I mean, they're talking about going up to more competitive leagues. Yeah. They're talking about a lot of things. So, very cool to have a uh, local sports franchise run so well. Uh, Valley Cats, (laughs) I think they swept a doubleheader yesterday. Like, this is, 
it's so nice to see these things. These stories are nice. They're nice. I like them. If we had a crystal ball and we said, all right, what's our calendar look like here in the summer for LeVac and Gaz on the Fox Sports Radio side? Hey, what's that mid-June, Juneteenth Monday going to look like? Well, there's going to be a big Albany Empire home game. We're going to definitely talk about that. Antonio Brown's probably going to be on the field by then. That's going to be a monster show come Monday of what happened locally. Things changed. Yeah, they changed a little. They did. Um, <laughs> I, I love that over the course of the weekend, um, Antonio Brown started going after the people who supported him the longest. Like, he's gone after Mike Quarter. He's gone after me. He's gone after you know Ben Nelson. Uh, over the weekend, he went after the uh, Chris Siegfried, the commissioner of the National Arena League, who had his back. Oh, like, he did? Oh, yeah, went and dug up some like terrible story about the guy's family life from five years ago. Shared that everywhere. On his Twitter and social media yeah, platform? Yeah, over, yeah. over. Hang on a second. I, I will fully admit, I missed some of this over yeah, the weekend. Yeah. We don't have to get into the personal stuff with Commissioner Siegfried. I, I don't know if that he's in. Well, Aaron, his, listen, I'll tell you this. Yeah. In, in the world of arena football, Siegfried and I right now do not agree on what the job a commissioner needs to do in the National Arena League. It just, that's that's completely just being just speaking open and honestly. But in the world of arena football, that man has been through a lot at home. There's a lot of things that have happened in his home life. That is not what we have a difference of opinion on, okay? And everybody in the world of arena football knows about it. He doesn't hide from it. It's a thing, right? So for Antonio Brown to be so petty and so little as to start sharing things from five years ago and think that's going to make a difference – like, by the way, dude, the group that you're trying to get in with, whether it be the NAL, the AFL, the IFL, the 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 F, F, FL, the whatever, they all know about it. They all like Siegfried as a person, and they're all going to be ticked off you did that. So you just closed more doors because you're such a childish jerk. He, I mean, it's just sad. Have you Did you watch the YouTube video? I, I got halfway through the YouTube video you sent me, and then it was... Uh... There's some swear words in it. Yeah, my, my it. son turned to me quick, and I'm like, oh, boy. I actually was out loud saying this to my wife. I'm like, oh, we got to watch this. LeVac just sent this video, so I threw it up on the TV. And I turned, oh. to her and, and I turned to her and said, I'm like, as long as there's no swearing, it will be fine. Like, it looks like a pretty official video. And then, like, a, you, three minutes in, I'm like, oh. The, all right, so the account has almost 600,000 followers, the guy who made this video. But the name of the account is The Urinating Tree. And you said it looks official. <laughs> like, you like honestly, I was, like, sitting there. I was like, oh, dang, I felt bad for a second. I was like, wait a minute. I shouldn't have to warn you to not watch a account who the account name is the urinating tree in front of your kid. I, I feel like I'm clean on this one. You might be, but I'll, get, I'll, I'll give the urinating tree some credit. That's some great production skills. Oh, my god! I goodness. did not expect that from that account. Really good production there. And they were super close. Like a lot of, like, like a lot of places, a lot of national like YouTubes and stuff like that have, have attempted to recap the nonsense um, and been way off on a lot of the details. Just like, like honestly, only thing they got wrong was some minutia. Minutia <laughs> that needs to go in some type of vault, some type of time capsule. Yeah. That and Glizzy need, need well, to be just locked up in there. I love that somebody on um, on social media redid the Empire logo and made him the Albany minutia, and it was a really nice looking <laughs> logo. Actually, it's really really good. But Ooh. but yeah, so that's you know I, again at some point we'll ignore his existence altogether but it just that that kind of like i honestly it's cyber bullying is what he's attempting to do and he thinks it's good and i see people like go oh yeah man double standard whatever no 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 you don't understand the details that you're bringing up are from five 
20 years ago. Like the things he brings up about these people and they're working. The, the people he's going after have worked to improve their lives, improve themselves while you are spiraling the drain. And it's just, it's just becoming more. And look, the, one of my favorite parts about that video, and I, I shared it at the Jeff Levac on Twitter is the ultimate, like their shots are taken at Tony but it, the shots are also taken at like me as one of the people who was in the room when we let him in. You know what I mean? And they're like, please don't, please don't ever misinterpret that. Like that was never like, no one ever looked around and went, this is the bright, this is the greatest thing we've ever done. This is the smartest movie we've ever made. Everyone looked around the room and went, the media doesn't really cover us. We're not getting enough people in the stands. This will work. And there's a section of the times union. There is a section of 13 news there's a section of every broadcast now that covers the empire. So before you kill us for making the mistake of inviting this, this you know, life vampire into our lives, take a look around. Because <laughs> now, if we had gotten this kind of coverage, what kind of support could we have got back in the day? I'm sure there's some frustration, too, with maybe you listening right now, whether it's driving around the capital region or on the podcast replay of hey, hey hey i thought they were going to talk about the patroons look that is sort of the reason we're talking about the patroons and the valley cats and the empire together because i'm sure they don't have to say it publicly i get it i'm sure there is some frustration with the other local franchises this summer where they're like guys antonio brown's ruining everything for the empire can you guys focus on us we heard that loudly on social media yeah. back in mid-may where there were people yelling at us media members of you guys should focus on this or that here's what's happened i can confidently tell you the numbers over the last six weeks anytime levac and i have said the word empire Mm -hmm. the numbers are through the roof and if there were seen on our side trust me there's a reason why levac just pointed out that the local media sports departments whatever side it is written word visual audio there's a reason why it was doing numbers, and it's still oh, yeah. about what people – I always say this. It's almost felt like a cliche for you because you hear me say it all the time. Sometimes in this business, and a lot of times it's about reflecting interest, not generating interest. And the Valley Cats and Patroons, you guys got a lot of cool things coming up on the way. I will offer this take. Do not let Antonio Brown involved in the franchise. I don't know. It might be worth it. No. No? The, okay. yeah, the eyeballs right. are on right. the empire, right. but slowly but surely, they're going away from it. I, um, it's funny because like you, when you say, like, you know, we're, we're reporters, you know, we're news reporters, not newsmakers. In this situation, I'm kind of both. <laughs> well, you know what? Hang on. <laughs> I guess, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is some irony there now that I mentioned that. Right? right? Like, hey, we can't... Ref- oh, wait a second. I just, he actually I, was in it. Yeah. Like, I remember... And it's like one of those things, like I just, I remember when the conversation began, right? And I remember Mike Corda looking at me directly and going, what do you think? And I just looking back, like I remember, like now, like I remember just looking back and like, like, you know, when, um, you know, anybody right, like right before you pass out and the room sounds super hollow and there's like this weird, like, this just, it's just different. Like everything sounds farther away. I just remember that. And going to myself, like, I think you have to, but I don't want to. And I said, I was like, listen, I go, in my opinion, we all know this ends bad. But I don't think it ends for a long time, though. 
I think you have to. I think you have to. Like if 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 the cash is right and all these things are right, I think you have to. And I feel like almost everyone said the same thing. <laughs> like, like I don't know anybody who said don't do it. I think the only person said don't do it. Actually, you know what? Happy birthday. Mike's daughter's birthday is today as well. Oh, happy she's, birthday. I think she's the only one who went, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> So get her driver's license soon and all that stuff. She can always look over to the rest of us and go, hey, remember when you guys said to bring in Antonio and I said not to? Yeah. Yeah. Think of that. You're welcome. Maybe you'll listen next time. So Um, you guys know. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. This is weird because I just think I think about it. I think about that moment a lot. Like what if I what if I had verbalized the other thought? Because I had both thoughts in my head. I did. I had like the is there a way we do this without him? And then I had the, yeah, this might be the way forward. Like this might be, this is the flamethrower that lights the candle of interest for the entire capital region, which, which turned out to be true. It's not exactly how we drew it up. Let, let me frame it like this. Most people have, ne- I don't think you've heard this take yet from somebody. And this is interesting because again, it goes back to the Valley Cats and the Patroons. We've watched both of those professional franchises build rosters. Yep. People love the draft. I know the NBA draft's coming up later this week. You wouldn't know it, the lack of coverage that's happening now with that, but the NFL draft, people love it. It's about constructing a roster and putting players and influencers in spots to help the franchise for the future. You guys, as the executive team of the Albany Empire, made a move that you thought would help the future of the franchise. And in similar fashion to the NFL and NBA draft, once you put the player on the quarter of the field, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You made the call, you made the pick, then the athlete made the mistakes. Like it wasn't oh. you guys telling Antonio Brown to do the stuff that he did. It wasn't oh, like, no. hey, our advice is to do this crazy stuff. No. Well, like you made the play, you thought it was the best play, it didn't work out. But it's funny because you said like what you said first too is is what happened first. Build the roster. Mike Mike Corda and and you know, Tom and Oss and, and Damon Ware and those, they went and got the biggest names in arena football. Like the first, the, the, the championship team in 21 is Tommy Grady, Darius Prince, Malachi Jones, <laughs> Mo Ruffins, like Jay Rich, like all of our guys. That was a huge roster. That roster wins in any level of indoor football. Any level of arena football wins. Year two. Darius Prince, Dwayne Hollis, like Mike Faithful, who was a big name. Sam Castanova ends up taking the gig. But like all these guys, Brandon Cissé over and over keeps coming back. Like the rings did not get the attention that we got once we brought in once we brought in Antonio. That's a so there you go. But hey, here we are. Here we are. I guess as the saying goes, house fires get attention to. Um I might have just made that up. Do you want to get ready for the play of the day? I do. Okay. I do want to do that. Um, <laughs> but I also want to tell you a, a better way to elevate your brand than inviting an egomaniac narcissist in. Might be just like from the rip. Just go talk to Elevation 10,000. How's that? That's how you get a better. You, if you want to be known for the right reason, how about Elevation 10,000? They build websites. They'll overhaul yours. They'll tell you where it's good. They'll tell you where it's bad. They'll make suggestions. Digital marketing, making videos to go wherever you need to be to get the right audience. They, if, if you could see like the camera rigs they built to get the right views of like 
the way a car drives and all this stuff. They take the time and put the effort into those things. Apparel, signage, uh, just strategy, all these great things that they can do at Elevation 10,000 is phenomenal. They're right here. It is a local company. It's my buddy Dave McClatt, Gossip by Dave McClatt. We got Josh, we got Christian, we got all the, all the phenomenal people over there that we deal with on a day to day basis. And you'll see right away that they care about your brand. They're going to help you do it. They're going to help you elevate that brand. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Play of the day coming up next right here at Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 9.80. Getting very, very close to wrapping up this uh, Juneteenth edition of LeVac and Gaza. I hope you guys are having a, a great day celebrating a, a great moment in American history as, as freedom rings, my friends. And um, we got the play of the day coming up, but... I, I'm in a different room than Gaz, the way this is laid out. And I looked over, and I was, like, waiting for Gaz to, like, you know, tell me what's coming up, something like that. And he's buried in his phone, and I couldn't tell if you were laughing, if you were a, a gasp. Like, you're – what's what's what is going on over there with that phone? I feel so bad, man, because I – my dad got you a gift. It was Father's <gasps> oh, Day this – told me this, I yeah. know, man. My, it was Father's Day this past weekend. Mm-hmm. He's got a really cool gift. I had this whole thing oh. laid out for the final segment of today's show. I was going to have you open it on the oh. air. We were going to talk about what it meant and all this. I had it all planned out for today's show. And I'm looking around thinking like, oh, where's Levac's gift? And then I realized it's at the house. So this is no longer going to be a bit on the air or we get, this was, you had no idea what this gift is. No. And, and I love that your dad thought about me. He did not have to do that. I really appreciate it. Well, my dad just sent me a text here and not only did I forget the gift, he has now taken pictures and said the gift has a symbolism. The wrapping paper he put it in means something for you. I, I feel you left awful. It at his house. No, no, no. It's sitting at my house right now. I will bring it to you tomorrow, but. He wanted to point out, uh, this won't ruin anything, we will talk about it a little bit here, that he wrapped it in pink flamingo wrapping paper for you. Okay. Now, the pink flamingo symbolizes the swinging lifestyle, although less common, <laughs> a flamingo symbolizes someone looking to swing. Really? I don't know why he thinks that's a symbolism for you. I'm more than happy to swing. I just don't have anybody, I don't have a partner. I mean... <laughs> When I think of swingers, I think of other people in marriages, and I don't, I don't yeah. know what dad that was about there. Now I'm thinking about that text, huh? Maybe it's odd. Maybe he knows something I don't. I, I don't want to find out. I have uh, no follow ups to him now. Yeah, no, you, you have to actually. No, no, no. Um, oh man, so I thought swinging. Do you like know a, what the gift is? Yes, I do. You do? Yeah. Is it a six pack of Zima? No. Why you paused? I thought I was close. <laughs> there's, there's something. There's definitely booze involved. He likes yeah, giving me booze. He does. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's coming handy in the past. I can tell you that right now. He gave me booze, like two little like jack shots in like a cup not too long ago, like whatever the last gift when we were on Trestle Radio was. And um, I think it was for my birthday. And I remember like going, ah, I'll leave him right here. I remember drinking those. Uh- <laughs> I'm going to give it to you Thursday because you and I are having a, a, we'll call it a meeting on Thursday when the Red Sox are in afternoon action because I have a gift for the other person who's going to be there. So it'll be nice gifting Thursday. I have a gift for you and someone else on Thursday. I shouldn't have, have to lunch. wait. I want my gift. Do you think I'll remember tomorrow? No. Okay. I don't think you'll remember Thursday. I think the longer this goes, the farther, like, I'm, the more unlikely it is I'll receive said gift is what I think. So I, I don't know. Um, I got to – you and I are very different on what we like on social media. Especially when it came to like the season thing, the SCN, 
Because the first person I remember with the season was Manziel. Yes. What was it? it was it was comeback season or That's something? That's right. Like when that. he was making his comeback to the NFL. So like I just the S the S D N like now it just aggravates me, right? It just because I associate with him. So when I see uh, Mister Russell Wilson workout looks kind of it's like he's sliding back and forth. He's throwing the ball. He's doing looks a decent. It's a lot of core. It's a good workout. Hashtag restoration season. I become frustrated with Russ Wilson again. Multiple reasons. First off, is that a good, do we want restoration season? Is that, is that good for a quarterback? Kind of goes against the rules of social media. You don't want to have that many characters in a hashtag. It's hard to spell and not catchy, but okay, Russ. Russ, shouldn't he just have stole comeback season? Yes. Shouldn't he have been, you know, Ride again season, no something. off season, That's something, a good one. anything like that. Unlimited season for okay. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. Restoration season should be mine. I should be able to use that over at my other job at Tech East <laughs> Fire and Water Restoration. The fact that he's using it, I may just steal it for us. Hey, it's restoration season as soon as fall starts because that's usually when bus- basements flood and stuff. He's in my lane now. How dare you, Mr. Stay Unlimited? Stay in your lane. Yeah. Go be creepy eating sandwiches and doing stupid things. Weirdo. How dare you? <laughs> is that is that bad or is Jordan Love's worse? What's Dude, his? Jordan Love did. Jordan Love put out a video saying happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans, which would imply that he was their son, that they that they his daddy. <laughs> Poor Jordan Love. He's under such scrutiny, and he's already screwing up. Wait, wait, wait. So Jordan Love thought the Father's Day taunt was like him being their dad. Right. But instead, he screwed it up. He said, happy Father's Day to all the Bears, Bears fans. Go, Pat, go. <laughs> Isn't that like, again, he's like, yeah, you're my daddy, is what he said to all the Bears fans. I didn't think the Russell Wilson one could be worse. It's way worse than Jordan Love's. Jordan Love's the worst. He's just inept at this point. I heard Cowherd before our show today going wild about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. He's like, I told you, this is where Colin was right. I told you, Sean Payton, to change Russell Wilson. He's lost the weight. He's going to be flying around on the field. Cowherd, it is June. LeVac just read you. He's using hashtags. Colin Cowherd is looking at Russell Wilson saying he's going to have a huge season. Okay. Wilson's played for Sean Payton and Pete Carroll, two Hall of Fame coaches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his hashtag has gotten me as excited as Wilson is or Cowherd is. And that's the Jordan Love boy, man. <laughs> Enjoy the one season. I think he's got one and done in Green Bay. Well, I mean, if this is where he's already starting, where you go from Aaron Rodgers, who says, I own you, and proves it, to now Jordan Love's first shot at that is, Happy Father's Day, Bears fans. Wait, what? Wait, oh. Oh, okay, so there you're done. One and done as a starter, I should say. I know he's been sitting on the pine for the last couple of years, but yeah. No, he, I, I, I don't I – hope, I hope this is just the goofy, awkward beginning. You're not rooting for – got to be rooting for Jordan Love a little bit, don't you? Rooting for him, yeah. Do I think he's set up to succeed? No. Hmm. I don't know why the Packers are any better this season with Jordan Love's weapons around him than they were last season. Even Rodgers would say they weren't a very good roster. Yeah, well, that's why he wanted out. Yeah. He never wanted Jordan right. Love in the first place. Um, all right, it is LeVac and Gaz. So, 
Play of the Day is brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. Mohawk Chevy, of course, where I got my great vehicle. Uh, we'll, we're at we're at Mohawk Honda this week. We'll be at Mohawk Chevy. Uh, it's coming up next month, I, I, I believe. But I'm there a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I hang out there <laughs> at this point. Um, I've got one play. I've got one, and it might shock you. Okay. Uh, my play of the day right now, I'm going over six and a half strikeouts for James Paxton. Ooh. For the Red Sox. Okay. Over... I have $19 left in my, my account after a terrible weekend of Yankee losses and U.S. Open poo-poo. All 19, over six and a half strikeouts for Paxton tonight for the Red Sox. That's an interesting number, too, especially with someone like me who is a little gun-shy with taking that over. I hate what's happening to me right now because I'm too stupid today, and I've used this. There we go. Thank you. I've been locked out of my sportsbook account I use, and it keeps sending me the passcode. I keep using the wrong one. Uh, Andrew Heaney is what I'm looking at for the Texas Rangers. They take on the Chicago White Sox tonight. The White Sox have been going back and forth and back and forth of who actually is going to be their starting pitcher tonight. So because of the uncertainty, I feel like that's just the easiest play. They don't know who they're pitching tonight. Just take the team that's playing really well. <laughs> just, ta- just take them. Just take the Rangers, but... Minus 125 money line. I wanted to get fancy and do something crazy with the fantasy implicate Rangers over White Sox. And I'd actually take the run line as well if you want a little bit more of a better number for you. So minus one and a half there. So I'll take Rangers over White Sox tonight. Isn't it scary, though, that a team is only minus 125 against a team who doesn't even know who they want to pitch? Yes. And for that reason alone, I've got a little gun shy with it, but I feel okay with it. I feel like, no, no, no. I, I can't bet the uncertainty. So I'll take the Rangers. Right. I would but it feels it feels like Vegas isn't betting against the uncertainty, which scares me a lot. That that scares me. Come on, Heat! It's the Heat! You uh originally you made it sound like you might have multiple plays. Was that gonna be the run line and the Yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, I I I just it scares me now. I'm glad that I've already put my entire bankroll of nineteen dollars US currency. I'm big game James Paxton. There was also a reason I mentioned I was getting constantly locked out when they kept resetting my code to reset my password. Maybe this sportsbook was yelling, are you sure you want this bet? Are you sure you want this? We're trying to stop you. We've sent you the code six times. Stop opening it and closing it during the commercial. How can we make this happen for you? Stop it. You're being, you're doing this wrong. Let's go Rangers. All right. I mean, Rangers are playing, playing good, uh, good baseball. So uh, for your sake, I hope, I hope that continues. Uh, for you um actually i can make a great bet for you and it starts it starts for free for freezies go to usxpest.com today schedule your free inspection what i love about usx pest besides the fact that it's a member of the gagne family of brands which means you know the people who brought you cat's eye uh cat guarding all that i love the way they explain stuff it is so like for a guy who doesn't know a lot about bats and bugs and mice and all that stuff to have somebody go okay by looking here i can see this is happening by looking there i can see this is happening well and i'm sitting there going i could do this i i get this now i mean just when we were talking to dave who handles the marketing dave's like oh well, bat season's may i'm like Wait, why does the marketing guy know more <laughs> about pest control at usx pest than i do dave is batman he is batman well i was batman because i had them in my house <laughs> Now I don't because the USX Pest Control, it has made such an alarming and amazing difference for my house. Like, I love it. Like, 
<laughs> the cats were walking around freaked out the other morning. I'm like, if there's a bat, I swear to all that's holy, whatever. But I knew there wasn't because USX Pest had just been there. So that, that had made that perfect for me. USXPest.com. Uh, Red Sox tonight. Coverage starts 640. Game is at 740. And we'll be back tomorrow. LeVac Goss, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980.